Workers and local officials protested outside of Masterlock's facility in Milwaukee on Wednesday. It's Thursday, June 1st. This is Wisconsin Today. Good morning, I'm Alex Crow. Coming up, Bridget Bowden has the details of a Wisconsin student competing in a national spelling bee. And Corinne Hess reports on how Wisconsin's childcare shortage is affecting parents. Stay with us. Our world gets more complex all the time. You rely on WPR to turn complicated issues and the news of the day into understandable language. This essential service that you count on relies on your support. It's the largest source of our funding. If you've never given before, make a contribution now of, say, $10 a month at 888-202-2552 or WPR.org. Workers and local officials protested outside of Masterlock's facility in Milwaukee on Wednesday. Evan Casey explains they want the company to reconsider its decision to close the factory. The company announced plans last week to close the plant and move production out of state by March. About 400 people will be out of a job, including Quinton McCurdy, who has worked for the company since 2008. Now I have to look at 15 years down the drain and it's kind of hard to trust, if, you know, a factory again. United Auto Workers Local 469 President Mike Bink plans to meet with Masterlock representatives this week. He wants the company to reconsider its plans. It's a good place to work. Um, we'd hate to see anything happen here. And we're going to do everything we can to prevent it. Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson also urged the company to keep the plant open. He called the decision a, quote, slap in the face. Evan Casey, Wisconsin Public Radio. An event in Green Bay on Wednesday highlighted efforts around the state to help Wisconsinites with disabilities find jobs. Four interns at Aurora Baycare Medical Center graduated from the state's Project Search program. They were among the 200 people statewide to participate in the program over the last nine months. Delora Newton is with the State Department of Workforce Development. She says Wisconsin has participated in Project Search since 2008. They learn soft skills, they learn workplace etiquette, but then they also do rotations throughout the employer that's sponsoring them, and they learn practical work skills. Others intern at the Milwaukee Zoo, the Milwaukee Airport, and manufacturing facilities. The program is open to high school seniors and young adults with disabilities. The state's largest business group is threatening legal action against state environmental regulators over proposed policy changes that seek to protect surface water quality. Danielle Kading has more. Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce says it may sue if the DNR doesn't stop or alter changes to its anti-degradation policy. The DNR is updating the rule which regulates discharges from facilities to rivers and lakes under wastewater permits. It applies when a facility plans new or increased releases of pollutants into those waters. Significant discharges would require a full anti-degradation review and more facilities would require one each year. 
WMC is part of a coalition of groups that argue the DNR is underestimating costs of the changes. They say it would cost businesses and taxpayers more than $56 million to comply in the first two years. The DNR says costs would be far lower at roughly $2.5 million over a two-year span. Environmental groups say the changes are needed to meet federal regulations and keep waters clean. Danielle Kading, Wisconsin Public Radio. The state assembly could vote next week on a host of bills that aim to streamline Wisconsin's process for giving out professional licenses. This after Republicans passed several of the proposals out of a regulatory reform committee on Wednesday. One of those bills would extend renewal deadlines once every two years to once every four. Another would expand the list of professions eligible to a temporary use of an out-of-state license while waiting to receive a Wisconsin credential. Maggie Fox, who oversees medical staffing at the SSM Health Hospital System, spoke in favor of the proposals at a recent public hearing. In a time where there are workforce shortages, we want to make it easier for high-quality, skilled workers to provide essential frontline care for the communities that we serve. Democratic committee members voted against three of the licensing bills yesterday. A Wisconsin student made it to the semifinal round of the Scripps National Spelling Bee. As Bridget Bowden reports, he died for 21st place. 12-year-old Aiden Wajayakula Saria is a 7th grader at Blessed Sacrament School in Madison. It's his second trip to the National Spelling Competition, having last competed as a 3rd grader. In the first rounds, he correctly spelled the words burpee and glomerulonephritis. His first word in Wednesday's semifinal round was tenidium. Tenidium. C-T-E-N-I-D-I-U-M. Say the word. Tenidium. Correct. Unfortunately, Wajayakula Saria was eliminated in the word meaning round of the semifinals when he was asked to give a definition for the word obviate. His final placement was tied for 21st. The final round of the National Spelling Bee will air live tonight. Bridget Bowden, Wisconsin Public Radio. Coming up, Corrine Hess has a feature story about Wisconsin's child care shortage. Stay with us. Thank you to the donors who make Wisconsin Public Radio possible. There are more than 50,000 of you. Your generosity delivers essential news, thought-provoking conversations, and inspiring music to listeners all over Wisconsin and beyond. Your support makes a difference in people's lives every day. Thank you. And finally, child care in Wisconsin is expensive and hard to find. At the same time, child care providers are one of the lowest paid workers in the state. Now, temporary federal pandemic aid for child care providers is ending, and Corrine Hess reports workers and families could face difficult choices. When Diana Wells found out she was pregnant in 2018, she started searching for reliable child care. And then she heard horror stories about potential providers in the Madison area being understaffed and unexpectedly shutting down. And, and the cost, the cost was incredible. Wells told her story at an event in New Glarus. While pregnant, she joined a year-long waiting list to get into Corrine's Little Explorers, which is owned by her sister-in-law, Corrine Hendrickson. But it's an hour drive from Wells' home in Verona. Now, her four-year-old son and three-year-old daughter are at Corrine's Little Explorers. 
She says her children are thriving, but to make it work, Wells had to cut back her hours as a teacher in the Verona Area School District. Two hours of my day is spent in the car when I can't be prepping for my, my lessons, I can't be grading. Her story is not unusual. Child care in Wisconsin is expensive and hard to find. A report from the Wisconsin Early Childhood Association found over half of the state is in a child care desert. A separate report from the Wisconsin Policy Forum found the average two-income household in Wisconsin spends 17% of their income on care for one child. For the last three years, Wisconsin child care providers have been buoyed by a federal pandemic relief program that helped them improve pay for their employees while keeping tuition costs for families down. In June, funding for that program, called Child Care Counts, will be cut in half. Democratic Governor Tony Evers included $340 million in his state budget proposal to stabilize the program. So far, that funding remains intact, but it's seen as at risk as Republicans rewrite the budget. And preserving that funding is the subject of a statewide campaign among child care professionals and advocates. Sean Fediplace is with Main Street Alliance, a liberal trade group for small businesses. He says the future of child care counts affects everyone. If we don't get at least a good amount of funding to that program, I think you're going to see max exodus of staff. And you're also going to see huge rate increases for parents, too. And I don't think that it's fully appreciated yet, just like how devastating this would be. Even as the cost of child care has risen, child care providers themselves often struggle to earn a living wage. The average pay for the profession is between $7 and $12 an hour making it one of the lowest paid occupations in the state, according to the Wisconsin Policy Forum. But there's also a limit to how much providers can charge parents. Some families already decide to have a parent leave the workforce rather than pay the high cost of daily care. State data shows about 4,900 child care providers across the state received an average of $116,000 each through the Child Care Counts program. An October survey of Wisconsin providers found 60% will have to increase tuition when the program expires. Back at the New Glarus event, Wanda Legler says she spent her career in the child care industry because it suits her. But at age 70, Legler says she's fed up that the government hasn't done more to improve wages. She thinks it's because some legislators don't support careers for women. A lot of these people making the decisions, they honestly feel that we should just be home, taking care of our kids. And I've seen it and I've bumped into it over and over and over again. After several hours, the event wraps up with parents feeling grateful and providers hopeful. And right now, Diana Wells has figured out what works best for her family but she's already starting to worry about next year, when her son starts kindergarten in Verona and her daughter is an hour away at a Nuclearis daycare. Corrine Hess, Wisconsin Public Radio. And that'll do it. Thanks for joining us for Wisconsin Today. I'm your host, Alex Crow. Our producers are John Davis and Bridget Bowden. Catch us wherever you get your podcasts every weekday morning. Of course, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.